This is a uh, an AKG 230. You're not going to forget the name of it. <laughs> model. The model number is, um, I've now said it about 10 times. <laughs> Duff start. So, um, and it's probably more than 30 years old. Um, I bought it when I was freelancing in the world of radio. And um, the thing I said last time, but I've got, I'm not sure I can get <laughs> quite the same delivery as before, was <laughs> that when climate change has wiped out the entirety of humanity, this and every other AKG T30 ever made will still be around. So, bomb proof or and i think that i was i think i um i have a piece of would you believe i have a piece of audio equipment i've had for a very long time as well i have a denon amplifier really which yeah which i think uh, i know i think uh 1994 so uh how many years is that well i think it's 29 matthew (laughs) (laughs) almost 30 yeah almost 30 and there's um Maybe does anybody else have any old uh, share any any thoughts about some old old audio or microphones they have? Stu, I think maybe you might have something to say on this. Well, I've got an old Technics twelve hundred, which was on its last legs, but they are, you know, they are the cockroaches like Andy's microphone. They will survive. They are the cockroaches of the record player. And Doctor Dax came round and he fixed it up for me. And yeah, my. Technics and uh, to complete complete our quartet, Loz, I just wonder if you have any uh, any thoughts you want to share, any any uh, any items of audio equipment that have been an important part of your life in the last few years. Uh, I have none. Um, I do Are have. You lots sure? Of, I have. Lot, well, I don't. My wife tried to keep hold of a very old Sony stack that was not of vintage quality, uh, and it needed to go. Well, I should say that. Um, uh, you are listening to For the Love of Pog, a podcast uh, apparently about cycling. And uh, I feel some there's some trepidation here. Uh, I'm feeling quite emotional about this because I'm here, which is which is good, I think. No cheer. It is or... good, Matthew. No, no, we're cheering uh, inside. And, uh, and Loz is here. Uh, and, uh, and Stu is here. Hooray. And is anyone give me a bit of a drum roll? Andy is here. Is he though? Because his camera's off. <laughs> well, no, I am. I've turned my camera off because for some reason, and right on Kim, my Wi-Fi, my network's been rock solid all day, literally call after call, as the modern working day is these days. Um, no problem at all. Absolutely nothing. And as soon as I start um doing this it goes all wobbly so i don't know why but anyway well quite beautifully so you... we're all four of us together which is quite extraordinary and brilliant it's taken us uh what's this six episodes to to get it all together so the the quartet is here quite amazing and yeah. we were planning weren't we well we haven't got any we're not watching any cycling tonight i don't think there's any cycling on to watch we're kind of in between uh, national championships last weekend and obviously Tour de France just around the corner. I suppose we've got to start really, I think, with uh, Fred Wright, the fantastic Fred Wright, winning the national championships last Sunday, winning the uh, the GB road race. How about that? What do people feel about that? I was quite emotional about it for him, actually, only because of our connection of taking our kids down to the velodrome. In Hearn Hill and kind of being around that and also seeing him race as a junior sometimes at Stratford Velodrome, Olympic Park, and knowing his dad a little bit and Matthew knowing him a bit more. 
So I think it, yeah, just quite, quite amazing to see someone that you, you saw saw as a kid, and he's been doing very well. And then he's finally taken a big win. I think it is. I feel exactly the same. It did feel really, really emotional. In fact, you're right. We got, you know, the story between. In fact, it's Phil. It's his dad who I met nine years ago, and I, when Ruben, my son Ruben, was uh, learning to ride a bike, and he'd, he'd learned to ride a bike in the uh, when he was four, and he was in the in the April, I think it was. So a couple of months later, went down to the velodrome for the first time. Because I thought, you know, I wanted to check it out. Ruben just learned to ride a bike, you know, to do things for kids. And I'd never been there before. And just watching the, I don't know what event was on. And just watching uh, watching the racing. And then one of the races stopped. And all the all the cyclists were sort of lining up for the next race and putting their hands on the rail. And I just went up to one of them, just got chatting and said, uh, just literally between races said, uh, you don't do any kid stuff, do you? He said, well, yeah, we've just started doing what they call these frog sessions, these, kid, these things for, for young kids. It started a couple of weeks ago. It's every Thursday at four o'clock. He said, uh, you know, come on down. And then he goes off and does his race. Anyway, um, took Ruben down and that that was nine years ago. And then we were going pretty much two or three times a week. And then, uh, you know, Hardy and Ivy were coming down and then uh, Senna was going there a bit as well. But it sort of kick-started a relationship with the velodrome. And the guy that I was chatting to was Phil Wright. And you could never meet, Lars, could you? A nicer guy really open and friendly, and then got to watch uh, Fred, who was um, racing at that time, he was only a young teenager, racing with Ethan Hayter, his mate at that time, and obviously Ethan's gone on to have a professional career as well. So, yeah, it's uh, it, having known Phil for quite a long time now, um, it feels really emotional. In fact, do you remember, Lars, how about when we went to watch Tour of Flanders and watch Fred come up, come up the Koppenberg, and the emotion we felt that day, seeing Fred at the front of an international bike race, and thinking, "Wow, imagine if imagine what what Phil's feeling now," you know. Yeah. It's very emotional, Fred. Right. Connection to to bringing up kids and cycle, learning to cycle, and seeing someone actually go and win something and wear a champion's jersey. Very nice. It is. What did you think, Stu? Pendo, you don't have a relationship with the velodrome, but what, what, how did you feel about it, given that Fred is, you know, he's really carving out... Well, I think the amazing really thing career, about it is that, because he's, so he's become so familiar over the last 12 months, um, the thing that kind of surprised me, I kind of knew it but didn't realise it, is that that was his first pro win. And you'll kind of have in my head that he's won before, but of course he hasn't. He's had a succession of... Yeah. Um, of second places and close finishes and been amazingly strong in lots of breakaways, but hasn't actually won a pro race yet. So that's quite a good way to start. And he'll be able to wear those national champion jerseys. Amazing. Yeah, He's come so close. Six times he finished second. He's finished third three times. So been there This season? This, that's this season, isn't it? Or is that... Since he turned pro, yeah, because he had a few goes, wasn't it? Last last year's tour and the Vuelta as well. We yeah. had a, he had a few he had a few near misses. And do you remember, Lodz? He also did the Commonwealth race as well, where he's in he was in the final for that and didn't quite pull that off. Which is which was actually let's say how emotional that was mm. for us actually in the Commonwealth, because that that route went literally past our estate that we grew up on. I thought you literally meant almost um, past our house. It was, wasn't it? Do you, do you know, uh, quite incredible. Yeah, 
Hampton Magna. It was Magna. in Hampton Magna. Yeah, you know where you normally watch a, you watch a bike race, don't you? you think, oh, that looks nice. I'd love to go, you know, go, go there one day. And you think, uh, you know, you can't quite get a feel for it. Um, but you think it looks a nice place. And and Loz and I, have um, we've ridden the Tour of Flanders and uh, Liège, Bastogne Liège. And I watch those races now. In fact, I said it on the f- for first episode. You watch those races in a slightly different way because you think, oh, I, I can kind of get, I know where they're going now. But that Commonwealth Games race that went, I mean, I knew we, we knew every single every inch, inch every single inch of tarmac. Every corner, yeah. every single every time they went into a corner, I was like, I know. Not not that I used to. We used we didn't used to ride, you know, road bikes when we were that age. But we just used to go on bikes and get around and and kind of mess about on bikes. But every single corner, I know what it. I knew what it felt like. I knew what every bump felt like. It was absolutely mad. You're absolutely right. And it was the feeling of it, not just knowing where it was. And uh, and the bit they went down. Um, oh, what's what's the road? Hampton Road? No, off Damson. Mm. What's the what's the main road? I forgot the bloody name of the road. Name of the road, the road now. Can you? Uh, literally, you know, a hundred meters from the ha- from where we grew up, from the house we we grew up in, which was uh, yeah. What that was pretty emotional race to watch, and it's really embarrassing that I can't remember the name of the road <laughs> that they went down. Fulbrook Road. Did you just look that? Fulbrook Road. Road. There you go. Uh, did you just look that up on Google Maps? Didn't you? No, I did not. Look. Are you walking <laughs> down the street on Google Earth now? <laughs> no. The, the thing about this, <laughs> this thing. Well, the thing is, this podcast is, I think, developing mm. a reputation for being wonderfully ill-informed. You know, but and then ill-informed about my own life. You can't now, even remember the street well, on which you grew up, lives, so. or the one, <laughs> one adjacent to it. I kind of lost track. <laughs> Well, a bit um, through that. Can I give us a kind of offer as a segue into the uh, Tour de France? Only because I was thinking that um, I, I think people are saying Binion Germay for the green jersey, but um, Fred Wright is an outside pick. I would have thought because um, he can sprint. He could win sprints, particularly later in the race when the sprinters, yeah, are, possibly um, are dwindling in number, and he can, um, you know, he can win stages, yeah. and he can. You know, he could be in a breakaway. I don't know. But what's his role, though? Really, mm. what's his role of the team? That's the difference. Well, who's the ch- what's his role going to be in the team? I think that's the thing, isn't it? He's developed, he's carved out, isn't he, as a as a as a domestique. But but even a bit more than that, he he is a really central part of that team, and you know does a lot does a lot for his teammates. To suddenly then switch and think, okay, do that, but also attempt to get a jersey. I think it's an interesting, an interesting one, mm. isn't it? I suppose as Fred's career develops, as he thinks, well, I can actually win races now. So what sort of rider do I evolve into? Because mm. it's, it's an interesting conundrum, isn't it, for the team, I guess. I, I, I don't know whether, I mean, if he was going to go for the green jersey, he'd have to have decided beforehand. They wouldn't make that decision now. They wouldn't mm. pivot as a team. Jack Haig is um, presumably the leader, is he? Is he the main? I don't know. Um, GC. Again, yeah. again, we're beautifully ill-informed about this. Ill-informed. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the podcast. Well, actually, let's come back. Now, it's the green jersey, actually. you were about segways. I do want to come back to the green jersey. I think we do need to talk about the green jersey. But in terms of, it does not go away from the national champs to be, for, for a second. Obviously, Pog won in Slovenia. And obviously, you know, this is for the love of Pog. Um, did anyone dip into Don't that? Don't know, but he won. He won, a, he, he won a double, didn't he? So, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, he did win both. Yeah. But those are the first two um, 
first two rides he's had since yeah. the since the broken wrist in the age. So um, yeah, I suppose the, the, the tension with the nationals because I know they're all up, they are on Eurosport, but and I haven't dipped into them. I did look at um, Fred's win, but it's not something that I normally would go back and and look at each of those races because they're not so well publicised. I don't think. But it would be worth having a look at Pog to see how how he won it. But then again, is it really any telling of form? Because who's he up against? Really? Oh, was Rog? Was Rog in it? In those races. That was only, well, Rog's the only one, I guess. Um, but Roglic probably didn't do it because he's not no. riding the tour, is he? Mm. So you're right. It's yeah. a bit of a. It's not really. De- definitely form, don't listen to this podcast for detailed cycling insights. But we've got a lot of questions. Yeah. We, no. say, we say it every week, Andy. You wouldn't well, know in this general, cause, cause don't listen to it. Here, but we do expecting me to be on it either. But <laughs> obviously, there is occasional exceptions. So, obviously, the Tour de France yeah. in a couple of days. So, I mean, I mean, obviously, looking forward to it. But how excited are we? That are we really excited about it's, the Tour de France this year? The parkour, I think, is worth getting excited about and it was a very um challenging hilly from the start you know with a kind of itsulia basque mini uh tour of the basque country for the first three days i think it is and then um and then into the pyrenees so it's it's pretty hardcore pretty pretty much mm. straight from the start which is um i think i think that's good um and will make it very exciting um but i think it's really hard to get away from um, you know, unless you're a kind of died in the wall Ving or Pog fan, um, and I'm not not a fan of either, but it's just that they're going to be, you know, it's really really hard to see one or the other not winning, isn't it? Did um just before we move on there, did did I just no, hear I'm you say not, not, not a, fan a fan of? of it Pog? was a double negative. I was saying I'm not, I'm not not a fan of either of them. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> You know, and obviously, if I, <laughs> it's that uh, microphone didn't quite didn't, didn't quite come through clear enough for me. Negatives because they're <laughs> linguistically obviously very, very unnecessary. Um. Stu, what do you think? Are you um, excited for this year's race? I'm always excited, but you know, maybe as the as the the lesser fan than you guys, I always get excited when it comes on. So I'm looking forward to Sunday once it's on TV. And also, this tour, as you know, compared to the other ones, it's on, it's on ITV, isn't it? So you can watch it without having to, to, to sign up to Eurosport. Well, it, yeah, that's the point. The ITV always does this. So it kind of it, it, it is your easy access and more, you know. Yeah. Um, broadcaster so it's kind of better really and, and that is the reason why so many more people tune in as someone other po- another another rival podcast was saying this um you know it's off the scale in terms of attention yeah. compared to everything else so it you know yeah. it is the one isn't it there's something about sort of wallowing in it isn't there you know when you sort of uh as it as it starts and then you can't help but get into it it'll always be exciting because it is it is the tour de france and there will always be talking points there'll always be controversy and you know three or four days in, you think, oh yeah this is great looking forward to the next stage no matter no matter what it is really it would have been it i suppose a bit more exciting if there'd been more than sort of two contenders but it looks like 
vinegar, what do we call him? Vinegar Vineyard and Pog. It's it's between those two, really. It would have been good to have a third or fourth person, mm. but but it never plays. Well, out this, I that suppose though. that's isn't is it? it? Yeah, there'll be there'll be something. Something will yeah. go wrong. Something there'll be a crash. Something will yeah. go wrong. There will be, you know, it'll either. I, I just don't think because it's so intense and because it is so much more, you know, involved than any other of the races that, that it, more things just mm. happen. So it won't Going be back to the coverage, just briefly, um, I was just wondering if in the same way as if the football's on the on, on ITV and actually, ideally, you'd have the five live, um, you've had the five live commentary over the pictures because the ITV commentary is usually inferior. I'm just wondering whether you'd have channel... Uh, uh, Five Live, international a, a, a good sports Andy, radio station run lives? by the BBC. Um, and I'm just wondering if... For for the site for the Tour de France with the two <laughs> options you'd you'd have if you were also a Eurosport or GCN subscriber you would have obviously I would have um, ITV's pictures with Carlton Kirby and Brian Smith on the commentary naturally I mean what else would be what other combination would you have <laughs> uh. um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to go there. I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to leave it. That's called yeah, fishing. I'm just going to. That's called. That's, you'll be definitely just, fishing for comments there. Just leaving that there. <laughs> well, actually, okay. Let's, let's turn that around. Okay, I, I I get why you're saying that, but be, best combo in terms of commentator and and well, co-commentator, I mean, Andy. Then, if you if it's not uh, Carlton and Brian. <laughs> Ever or David current. Miller, I think. Well, I mean, current, I know that current. you guys are a bit sceptical about David Miller, but I like him, and I think uh, Bolting is the ultimate cycling commentator. Well, nothing do you know what annoys you about, you about Bolting? Bolting? Go. He, he doesn't... He, no, he's good. I like him. I want to like him. He's South London. He's Lewisham. He's where I am. He's where I live. And I want to like him for all those things. But he does mess up the ends of races. He... he he doesn't quite call them well enough. There's, there, is, there is a bit about the way he calls it in. I, I get you. I, in, I, I know. Yes, I understand that. I think my problem with him, I think he's, he's a really nice guy. He's, he's got into cycling. Obviously, he's gone from, I loved him as a reporter on it. And when he went to commentary, I thought, mm, is that really working? It's a very, very different skill. I think what I don't like in his voice, it's almost as if he's still glad to be there rather than really I don't know, really enjoying it. It's sort of, I don't know, that sounds really terrible, doesn't it? But I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure as my, I think I prefer, if I had to pick, I think I'd probably still go Rob Hatch, actually. And I like, I like Rob, Rob Hatch. Hatch. And then co-commentator, Matt, Matt Stevens. Ste- yeah, he's very, very good. And they they work really well together, actually. because And he gets it from both sides because he commentates too, doesn't he? So I think that's quite a nice combination. Um. Yeah, I actually like Dan Lloyd as well. I think Dan Lloyd's very good. I think actually the the Robbie McHugh and Dan Lloyd side of things. On that the is a, you like Adam yeah, Blythe a little. Bit. Robbie, Rob, Robbie McEwen's very good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Only a little bit. <laughs> when Lost told me that, when Lost told me last year, right? I, I thought, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And he said, just listen. He says it all the time. I said, no, he doesn't. And now, it's obviously, he says it every third sentence, doesn't he? It, it's really bloody annoying. <laughs> Can we have? Shall oh. we do a, a? We maybe could we could we try and do a total Tour de France count of how many times Adam Blythe says? Well, let's. Well, look. We're, we're ne- we're, 
Over well, no. Well, weeks. we could do the next episode. We'll do. We'll do. We'll watch a stage, and then we'll we'll do it. We'll actually do a live count. We'll have a little. We'll have a little ticker. We'll have a little ticker <laughs> going. Right, we can have it just to see within a half an hour, a ten kilometers. When he's on, we'll pick a section when he's on and see how many times he does it. Because yeah, it's horrendous. Stu, dream team. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, I mean. Going back to Bolton, I think Bolton's the type of really nice guy and the type of guy you've got a pint in the pub with. Really easy going, really friendly. Miller, on the other hand, I don't think I would enjoy a pint with him. I don't particularly like him, but I will say he knows his stuff. He comes up with some really good insights, I think, about being on the bike and what, his, what the races are going through. And he also does his research on the local history going through town. So, to be fair, he adds a lot of value to it. But do I quite like him as a person? I don't know. There's something about him. He's... He, he comes across as being a bit niggly, but he, to be fair, he does know his stuff, like, and I think there's a good team there. Yeah, I think so that's, that's a good shout. Actually, teams. I think he, I think a lot of the a lot of the ex uh, cyclists do provide you know some real colour to the race. I think to be honest, it, uh, commentating on a cycling race is bloody hard, isn't it? It's a lot of stuff to fill. It's a, it'd be a you nightmare. Know, all that I mean, six it, hours you know, on the stage. I mean, six hours when it's yeah. just shit i often well. wonder whether i because th- often i think well why don't you just leave it for 10 minutes of course you can't because people could be joining every you know every minute so you can't just have i'm going to take <laughs> it's going to be flat for the next 10k i'll say nothing and of course you can't you've got to you've got to keep talking so it is yeah it is really hard so that's off to them really i mean to be honest apart from carlton i, I don't i'd listen i'd listen to pretty much anyone really carlton just but- irritates the hell out of but me. But he's kind of an Alan Partridge of cycling, isn't he? Like in, in, a, in a kind of endearing way for me. I can't, I can't, he's not um, obviously up there with Hatch and Bolting, but I quite like him. I mean, I don't, I find it hard to dislike him, even though he just says idiotic things. Actually, the person he reminds me of, which is given, you know, his his um, downfall is a, as an unfortunate comparison, um, but is Stuart Hall on It's a Knockout. He's got that kind of same, yeah, <laughs> I would agree. He does remind me of Stuart Hall. He does. Oh, I won't be able to get that on my head now. That's... <laughs> what, do you think? Do you think Carlton Kirby Ooh, commentating the in the world? Would I think ever we say, have to try and make him the Belgians. in some way. <laughs> Who's coming here, Carlton? Which group of riders? <laughs> uh, the other thing about Adam Blythe is he's a he's very much of the likes of person, um, and. He's one of those the likes of commentators because <laughs> he'll always of, yeah. do, you know, the likes of Gamay, for instance. I reckon he thinks the likes of Gamay will probably win the green jersey, obviously, rather than Gamay. I was uh, thinking about Carlton Kirby's because he does other sports. Have you ever heard him commentating anything else? Because I was no. watching, right? I was flicking through Eurosport. This is a couple of years ago now, maybe even longer. And they had some sort of motocross on or some sort of cyclocross, something like that. And he was commentating on it. And he's exactly, he's just as annoying of that as he is for cycling. Yeah. So he doesn't just do cycling, which I was, I was gobsmacked. I thought, well, what was it? He's got a book out, hasn't he? I haven't finished it. I bought it and I... Have you, got, have you actually I, read I it? I started, I had it, bought it a couple of years ago. I've got about a third of the way through. It's about his tour. Oh, is this a new one? It's, it's about his tour. I thought, I thought it was a new oh. one. Maybe I'm maybe And I'm I couldn't. Again, wonderfully ill-informed. Again, I don't know if it's his only book, but um, I, I, I've certainly only read a third of the book that he that he wrote. He talks about a lot about um, traveling around the tour and how it's, his relationship with Sean Kelly and things like that. There are some there are some genuinely funny bits in it, 
but I've uh, I've never actually got round to finishing it. So sorry, Colton. Big fun yeah, they're not, none of them are coming on now. You realise that, don't you? We've completely destroyed our chances of ever getting. <laughs> well, we 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 burned we burned quite a few bridges over the last five five episodes. So um, that just add them to the list. So the one thing, obviously, we we probably still need to talk about as well about the tour is uh, Cavendish. It's going to be it's going to be Finishing a big ask. Though, big ask do you think? Finishing on the Promenade des Anglais. Six, six opportunities. Six chances. The in- yeah. Uh, in Nice. Well, so that's the last stage, isn't it? So it finishes in Nice. Which stage is this? Yeah. Oh, they're finishing Nice. Sorry, yes, of course they're finishing Nice because of the of the, of the um, Olympics, isn't it? Uh, they're not. Surely he won't. We we are debated they? this in the last episode, though, Andy, because Stu. Oh, yeah, they're they? finishing in Nice because are of the, they really? because they're not they're not finishing Paris because of the um, the preparation of the Olympics, isn't it? Now we did have this debate. We yeah. did have this debate anyway, on the last episode. And Stu thought, didn't you, Stu, that actually he'll get mm-hmm. it out of the way early because you don't want to have that pressure coming down to win it. Um, but but, but on the promenade des Anglais, it's just kind of tempting. Yeah, I, I don't think. I don't, I, think <laughs> I don't. I don't think anyone's going to gift him yet. They all want to win. It. They all want to win the Tour de France or the stage of the Tour de France. There's no way. They're all super competitive. You look at Cap. He is one of the most competitive people out there. So I think there's two things to it. One, no one's going to give him it because they'll want to win it. Two, I think he might do it because he's going to be so, so up for getting that record. And he's so competitive. I think. Can I I just tell a clarification? Paris Olympics is next year. So they don't. They do still finish. It's still finishing at the Champs. <laughs> so not only uh, are we informed about uh, about this race, we're informed about next re- next year's race. And Andy was very. Re- Andy, uh, Andy uh, interrupted uh, Stuart twice and actually interrupted I, I'm me. I'm looking at the 2023 yeah. route. So he, <laughs> just so, to be clear, so, Andy, so Andy's come in at the fifth, the, the sixth attempt at asking, right at time of asking. And he's he's interrupted quite a few times to give us the wrong information, and we've all accepted it as, because he, as, as fair enough. He did make some sort of comment about on, on, on a group mm, chat earlier should. today about this, and I I didn't jump in, and I was a bit. But lost. Can we have this? Can we clarify? No, next year's next year's finish. They announced it, loads and loads. So anything you want to retract? Anything there, Andy, um, or make a I'll formal just, apology on air? Um, uh, what I'm probably now going to do is just swear a lot for the rest of the episode, so there's no way you can use any of it. Um, because uh, there's there's no there's no that way was back. Uh, beautiful. Uh, there's no way back. Is that I'm obviously never coming on this podcast again, um, and that and that's not even well. <laughs> that's not even because I don't want to. Um, <laughs> Think, well, firstly, you may not be invited, but secondly, we're going to have to fact check everything you say, you know. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Stu, let's anyway. finish your point, Stu, because we, because we're a number of interruptions there. So you were talking about Cav not being gifted, but you think he might get it. He's definitely going to do it because he's, this is it now. This is his sole focus because he's retiring at the end of the year, isn't he? I think so. He's a he's a super competitive guy. You see you see that all the time. I think his team and him will be so focused to get that one victory. So I think they'll pinpoint it. And I'm not saying he's guaranteed to do it. He's not going to get gifted it. But it'd be a brave man who bets against him. Is all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, he's got six chances. He's got two in the first week. Uh, no, three in the first week. Three flat stages. I I think he'll do it in that first week. Well, question for you yeah. all then. By the time when we do the next 
episode, which is probably going to be after the tour starts, will he have won the 35th stage by then, in a week's time? Well, it doesn't really matter what I say, does it? Whichever one I go for, it'll be the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Why bother asking me? I I barely even know who Cavendish is. You know he's not in. He's not in next year's races. See, we've we, we've missed this. About? <laughs> <laughs> you were so adamant, though. So adamant. What was the road called again? It's the Just promenade for Anglais, and if he was in next year's race, it absolutely is. Are you Although, sure? Are you I mean, sure? That is where the Nice stages usually finish in. The tour, but I've also just seen that it's an it's an uphill final stage time trial. So, uh, well, it can't be for the final stage, can it? I don't know. Anyway, it's <laughs> he's got chance, Andy. He's got Oh, it's on. He's so not only not only is it not in this year's race, it's in next year's race, and he hasn't got a hope in hell of winning it because it's a bloody uphill no. time trial. Oh my god! Tape, no, that's stage twenty. So stage twenty-one will finish on the Promenade des Anglais in Nice, I imagine. But Cav, um, whoever he is, probably won't be riding it. Um, I would have thought. Anyway, wow. So hold on. So I've got that wrong then. So it's definitely yeah, a flat finish stage yeah. finishing in Nice next year. Right. Good. Okay. Let's let's uh... right. Should... What he will probably do, though, if you look at the link I've just sent, is that uh, if if we are moving on, but he'll be doing it in a new kit, a star. Well, they are kit. doing kits because we need to, we need to do kit crit, don't we? Should we move on to kit crit? That's a good idea. If you, if you have a look at that link, let's have I, a look. There's there's several several to look at, and uh, let's discuss a star. We do need to do kit. the green jersey, though. We have to do that because I have lots of thoughts. Yeah, Astana's kits have generally always been pretty pretty boring in their blue. But they've gone for like this sort of, I don't know, sort of splashy patterned sea thing with yellow if you can't see it, Matt, it then well. I don't know if you remember those uh, pants that good. we were given when we played football in uh, in Marseille, but it's pretty much the same print as that. <laughs> it is, isn't it? No, it refuses to open up for me. What, yeah. I think, oh, it's coming now. Well, even that no, second link. now, I think. Right. Oh, blimey. Yeah. It's uh it's like um it's like someone's been sick all over the shirt over the jersey, isn't it? Yellow sick. Is it a pat is this Are you on. saying you like that? Well I don't know. I, I think it's a, I think it's an upgrade uh, on you know, yeah. just a, a bit more interested. But I'm trying to work out if it, what the pattern is actually of. Like you say, Andy, is it is it actually an image of something or is it just is it just I suppose it is Oil it is spill. better than a sort of a plain color. I get that. Yeah, sort of sort of gradients of it, and then you've got like uh, like ink splodges. I bet it. I bet it looks good on camera when you're, when you're moving and all that. So it's very very different to what they've done before. I grant you, that does look that does look much much well, much better. It looks to me like a lot of islands in the sea, but actually, what it's supposed to do is actually mimic veins of mineral stones. Are you, are you reading? You... Hold on, is this... Is this are, we, yeah. are you reading from the Astana press release? Do we need to fact-check this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The team explained that the some... graphic a unique design combined the power of minerals and precious stones that the land of Kazakhstan wow. is rich in. That's exactly yeah. what I thought. 
Yeah, to me, it looks like a yeah, load of islands from you know Greek islands in the in the med or whatever. But yeah, no. It's well, that that is a. I, I think we are we giving that the general thumbs up then that kit. So there's no less kit crit for the, the kit crit is a positive one for the for the new Astana kit. There's no. Cav brings it home. Well, the thing is, though, if he gets to wear the green jersey, then what do we think of the? I'm going to, you know, put my cards on the table here. The the abomination that is the green jersey for this year's Tour de France. Well, it's a bit odd. It's incredibly dark. dark. It's like the old Europe car um, jersey. It. I think it's absolutely awful. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel it's going to get lost okay, gonna in the peloton. Oh, that's right. Tour Replica 20. Is it yeah. the, the one that says Tour Replica yeah, 2023? Yeah. Oh, so shit. let me just say, I'll just do the thing again because it helped me with editing. So obviously we're talking about, obviously with, with Cav. Now Cav may get to wear the green jersey, but um, we need to talk about this green jersey. I, I will lay my cards on the table here. I think it's an absolute abomination. The shade of green looks absolutely terrible. What do you think? What I think, what, yeah, what I think, oh, Matt, yeah. is if we can start stuff again, again, could we go back to the beginning of the bit about Cav? Because <laughs> don't, I've got to take all that out now. Don't do it. Don't do That's this what... to me. I have to do it. I've got to edit the edit now. I have to listen back to all of this for longer than it took to record. Well, the American guy and the other two guys do as well. You know, I mean, for them. I'd leave it all in. Leave it all in. <laughs> Jesus. That is... Um... Anyway, come on. Thoughts on it. Thoughts I'm, on it. Andy, it's I'm terrible. Coming, Andy, I'm it's coming so to you last. Loss. Yeah, go on. Tell it. It's still... It's, it's... <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> it's, it's wrong. It'll, it'll... Well, wait to see what... I, it's very difficult to say because I can't see it actually on a rider. So it's very difficult to see what it actually look like. But... I just think it's it'll look wrong in the peloton. You could you're to identify it. It just it, yeah, all wrong. That's it. It's too dark. I think it's gonna be hard to point out in the peloton. You're not gonna be able to see it. I don't mind the green on the sleeves and the collar. It's almost like a minty green. I don't mind that. Um but the actual green itself just reminds me of that green that you see for pharmacies or doctors when you go Around yeah, it's definitely, it's, yeah. Um, it, yeah, pharmacy green. That's a good way of describing it. It is very much like it that. It is. Yeah. It is. Right yeah. then, Andrew, do you have any thoughts about the green jersey? I, I do, but I'm not going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> for fear of getting something wrong. Um, I quite like it, actually. I think it's quite a nice. I don't shade, think you're a pig. <laughs> but you can, yeah, you're going to be wrong, by, wrong. Saying it's, by saying it's right. <laughs> It just took me a bit. When I first saw it, I thought it was a joke. I thought it just took me by surprise. I mean, I don't like the green jersey. I don't like green. We talked about this before in previous episodes, I think. Green sports kits. I just don't like green. But this green just looked... Why change it? Why go from the lime to um, to this sort of whatever it is, pharmacy green? Pharmacy. Uh, I just, I just Euro, European, European pharmacy green. <laughs> so just seems a strange decision to me. I'm sure there's some logic to it. Or maybe it's just brought attention to it now. And it, it might stand out in the Peloton more because, I don't know, it may contrast against all the other kits in a better way. Maybe maybe that's the reason they've done it. I don't know. But I don't oh, know. apparently, I'm reading here, it's Skoda who have uh, made the call on Skoda it. Skoda Green. You know what? I was just about to say that. I thought I was thinking the same thing. I wonder the if company's rebranded to the new colour. 
So, that, so it's so it's the company colour, and they want the uh, jersey that bears its name to be uh, to be matchy matchy. There we go. So we can blame sponsors for that one. Alert. Hmm. Oh, I'll so. just say it's the same colour as the Skoda logo. It's the same green. We yes, should have got that it makes away. sense, doesn't it? Well, let, I mean, I don't, let's see what it looks like. It probably look great on the day, and Andy's right, and the three of us are wrong. But um, there we are. There's another change Go in on. the peloton. So there will no longer be the uh, red number for the combative award. It won't be red anymore. It's going oh. to be gold because it's sponsored by uh, Antargaz, the French fuel company. Oh, no, sorry. It's changing from that. Uh, it's now going to be sponsored by Century 21, a nationwide chain of estate agents. <laughs> sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing there. Right. Okay. Do they pay you to say that one? No. But maybe they will. Maybe we'll get some sponsorship. <laughs> That's a bit weird, though. What a, ch- yes. it's a weird change. Um, sponsorship in sport. Well, we're now we're gonna, we've said that we've, we've passed that over a few times, haven't we? We need to mm. um, check about that. Um, now, I, I do have one a bit of AOB that I want to talk about line bikes. Stu, I know you want to talk about commuting, but could we hold that up? Does that relate to the same thing? Yeah. Oh, it does? No. Oh. Wait. <laughs> oh, you can wait. Okay. <laughs> um. Green to lime sounds like a good segue. No. no? Oh, you've, you oh. like to. Ru- he's even ruining my links now as well. Sorry, Comes yeah. that was the whole point. Yes, green to lime. So talking about green, um, has anyone has anyone ever ridden a lime bike? Yes, in London. No. Okay. Yep. So and right, Stu, have you ever ridden one? Right. Never. So last Saturday, right? It was last Saturday. It was really hot, wasn't it? Really hot in, no, actually Sunday I'm talking about, Sunday, really hot in town, okay? So find myself in town thinking about options to get home, right? I got the bus in, it was really bloody hot, I'm not going to do that again. It seems like the trains, I don't know, was a train strike, couldn't really get a train back thinking, what's, how should we get home? Right, so I thought, well, I've never never used one of these line bikes, so let's let's just have a go. I'd, I'd been on one of the Jump by Uber before, uh, but I thought I would have a go on one of the line bikes. So... It went over to a bike and it says, you know, no download to ride. Oh, great. That, that'd be fine. Anyway, it apparently you do have to download the bloody app. So that was a bit of a lie. So downloaded the app. Um, quite easy, you know, bit of a faff with the payment details. And it did sort of say, you know, there's a charge, you know, price per minute or per mile. Didn't pay too much attention to it because I thought this is how we're going to get home. Right. So I'm with someone who is not a, that confident a cyclist. And it's about a 10 kilometer ride. Right, and she was saying, "Well, I don't really want to do this." I said, "Look, come on, let's do it. It'll be fun. It was much cooler. This would be a nice thing to do. We'll follow the cycle routes as much as much as possible." So that's what we did: cycling back from Westminster all the way back to, to Peckham, taking the scenic-ish route. You know, riding on the bike line bike lanes as much as possible. Right now, the bikes are pretty heavy. The brakes okay, you know, but they get that nice little push off with the with electrical assist. Although they didn't work that great on the hills, right? So I thought this is a bit crap. Anyway, the reason the point I'm saying this is that this is a great way of getting around. Finish the ride, fifty two minutes. What was the cost? Twenty pounds. Twenty pounds, Lars. What was the cost? Um, how long did you say? Fifty two minutes. For two bikes. Eight no, quid. for one bike. Eight quid, Stu. Oof. One bike, 52 minutes. 12 quid. 12 mm, quid. It was £14.50. Right. Now, £14.50, I thought, what? Really? So 14 quid. The bus would have cost us a pound fifty or whatever the cost for the bus, right? 
an Uber would have been that's less. Absolute right? Bollocks. So I thought that's 28 quid to get home for a 10 kilometer ride. And I thought, this is insane, isn't it? What sort of pricing model is this? And I thought, what about if we got the bike in and the bike back? That would have been that would have been a hundred sure pounds. That was correct. It is. No, no. That seems Yes, because you pay you pay you pay per you pay per mile. I didn't pay too much attention to it, thinking it's not going to be it's fourteen quid. Yeah. No, it's it's Andy, com- what do you think about that? It's you completely right. Quid. Yeah, it's, well, you're, it's you're completely right there because, well, obviously, you're completely right. But the the um, I made the mistake when uh, they first started appearing to take one into into the centre of town one evening when I was going for a drink and didn't really want to take my own bike, and it was eight pounds something just from here to St James, which is yeah. you know like six miles or something. So it's pretty crazy and. Um, but um, as someone who now doesn't like, I've got arthritis in my hips, as you guys know, and I don't like walking or I can't walk around very much. I quite often just hop on a line bike and do a very short journey. It'll cost me pound fifty, but the benefit of that to me is huge over having to do the same distance, which, you know, would be like a 10 minute walk, which really hurt. So um, actually, they work really well for me. I get that, and I get I get the fact. Yeah, I, I get how that's probably how it is, and most people are just jumping on like that and cycling for a, for a couple of miles. But I mean, I got my figures wrong. It would have been a hundred if we'd gone in and out into town and back and back out again. That would have been sixty pounds between us, which would have been insane. I just so think it's a bit. Purpose? It's just a really weird thing. Mm. Well, exactly, it's a really weird thing. It's in. You, it's the, it was a brilliant way of getting home. It was fantastic, right? And if you're trying to encourage people to cycle more in the city, it's not that big mm. a journey. And surely you want people to make those sorts well, of clearly journeys. Clearly not. Clearly, clearly not. They just and want yeah, to make, they I'm, want people to make the mile well, journey. That's they it. They don't. Exactly. And I won't be mm. doing it again. Because it just isn't it isn't good value. No, it is. So good. it's I just think that's really silly. And it, you're not going to encourage young people. I, I did to a similar either. thing with what the, the forest ones that are absolutely awful. Um, human forest things. And I think I made because I had a puncture, I was going to take Ivy somewhere, and it was convenient because I was like, Oh great, there were some bikes there, I could jump on and we weren't gonna be late for the, the, the thing we had to go to. But I do remember panicking a little bit when I finally worked out how much it was going to cost and um, the the distance we were going and kind of where we had to get to and stuff. And it, it suddenly was like, oh, this is going to be a bit of a nightmare. So, that, yeah, what is their purpose, really? What what need are they satisfying, apart from just them being left everywhere around the streets at the moment? Yeah, I, I, I suppose I get the fact that it's it's meant to be for those, for those shorter journeys and the, the disincentive is you wouldn't, you know, don't take it too far out of town. But you do see them everywhere. So you see them everywhere and think, well, well, I'll just hop on one then and, and go. So how does that go, work you know, on a longer the, the journey? The price for a, because um, it's a different model, isn't it? Different business model for the Santander ones. And obviously they're not um, power assisted. But that you just pay, you pay your, like, you know, like, like a bus ride, it's £2, whatever. And then you can use it within the 24 hour period or when however long it is to get for that whatever distance it doesn't matter so i don't is that just because of the battery is it just because is that why they put those limits on it what's the what's the reason it could be all of those things but i think if you're riding with people that don't normally cycle the electrical well, assist is obviously yeah. the, the added benefit and uh, encouraging people to do it you know to do journeys they wouldn't normally do <clears throat> i just thought this is just silly we're just again you know uh Mm-hmm. Just an irritatingly expensive journey that it cost us 28, just more expensive than getting in an air conditioned car yeah. and 
and took us 20 minutes longer. I just find that just insane. And we're just getting it wrong. That is getting it wrong. So, that's that's, that's the problem, isn't it? It's, it's sort of, un, it's like, I know it's not, there's some regulations, but it's just getting it wrong. It's not, it's, that's just clearly not working yeah. for anybody. Yeah. Apart from the kids that nick them. So there you that's go. That's what I love every morning. I hear well, exactly. And I see the same kid going past my house every single day at the moment. Filming himself, and that's how he gets to school. And he's dig, 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 yep. nicked they're, they're, um, Rufus told me the other day, um, and not listeners, uh, that he's done this himself, but he told me that he'd been instructed in how to do it. Um, so maybe that's the answer is that you know, we don't, we just don't just, 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 just nick one next we time, we don't pay. Well, actually, I haven't read it yet, but I know that an email came in from my son's school about this very thing, that children are arriving yeah. at school on, yeah. on, on bikes. They are doing this too. So well, that's really interesting because I've see this guy. i seen this kid now for the last few weeks and I kept thinking, I wonder what the school might be doing about this because he's obviously turning up to school every single day on this, <laughs> this Nick time bike. <laughs> Chaps, should we, uh, should we uh, call it a day? Yes, Matthew. Thank you very much. Yes, thanks, Matt. Um, good, good, good to uh, good to do a bit of editing, obviously, in some some parts of that. Um, I would hope, but anyway, thanks for your contribution. Yeah, well, Andy. you're very welcome. And I'm um, obviously, um, you know, it's good to bring the the kind of factual insight and anchor the program in the sort of in in um, in the solidity that it requires. Yeah. Obviously. It's what was missing. It felt, it felt grounded yeah, today. It, it, it felt well, very it, grounded. It, yeah, it felt as if we were sort of on top of everything today. It was it was all there. So uh, there we go. Oh. Right, bye 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 bye. Right, don't leave it.